Hey, everybody. Are you with me when I say life can be amazing at times, but it can also be extremely challenging? I know. I've been there myself. Learned some valuable life lessons along the way, and now I'm here to help you. It's no coincidence you've found your way to the Relevate podcast. I'm your host, Rena Olson, a self-proclaimed inspirer of others. Together, we're going to dive deep into raw and honest conversations with real people. My hope is that through these stories, you too will be inspired and ready to tackle whatever's holding you back or breaking your heart. Then you'll be free to live a life of purpose and true fulfillment. I promise it's possible. Let's Relevate. Hey friends, welcome to the Relevate Podcast. Such a strange time in our country and world as we are all hunkered down in our homes trying to stay well and out of harm's way from COVID-19. You're a first-time listener. Welcome. The Relevate Podcast is a safe place for sometimes difficult yet ultimately hopeful stories. And I know we all need more of that. My guest on today's episode is someone I respect and admire so much for not only what she's been through, but how she's chosen to live her life in the aftermath of such physical devastation. Catherine Wolfe, along with her husband Jay, documented the story of her near-fatal stroke and her family's journey in their first book, Hope Heals. Early this year, they released the eagerly anticipated follow-up to their story, Suffer Strong. Catherine is beautiful and funny and painfully honest and oh so real. It was a joy to be in her presence, by phone of course. The audio quality of our call is not great, so we've released an accompanying video, which you can find on my website, rena-olson.com, with subtitles, so you won't miss a fabulous word of this conversation with the one and only Catherine Wolf. Catherine Wolf, welcome to the Relevate Podcast. Thanks. I'm so glad to be here. So it is amazing to be on the phone with you. I've seen you a number of times at Passion and North Point. You just make me weep every time you speak as you come from such a point of vulnerability and bravery and hope. I just admire so much what you're doing to help others. Thank you. Thank you so much. What a blessing. Yeah. And your new book, Suffer Strong, written with you and your husband, Jay, is just absolutely fantastic. And we'll get into a little bit more about that later. So we find ourselves in a very unsettling time with this whole coronavirus thing going down. And I'm locked in my house. You're locked in your house. We're both in Atlanta, though, which that's maybe someday we'll get to meet in person. That you were on Instagram live in your bathrobe the other day, Catherine. Yeah, yeah. Being real. So I see you two are using this to to bring hope to people. Is that what y'all are, what y'all got going on? Absolutely. We feel very much like this, this tragedy of this coronavirus and the spread of it and what it's meant to families everywhere and people everywhere and all these children having to come home from school and everybody being virtually on lockdown has all, um, yeah, just increased our awareness of 
just all different forms of suffering and just the need for hope. Yes. And I love that y'all are getting out there, being on Instagram Live, Facebook Live, just being real and, and trying to help people. Oh, well, thank really you so much. It is such a, a blessing. You take it very seriously that we uh, have a platform that we wouldn't have necessarily chosen, but that now must be stewarded so well and so carefully to God's glory. Amen, sister. So I, I know that if you watch the news for five minutes, you're going to be fearful, right? And right. the Bible is very clear on that. We are to not fear, but to have faith. Yeah. Can you maybe kind of share a little bit more about how you are rooted in faith and how that helps you to to not be fearful? Absolutely. I um, I know that so much of walking free from fear is about tracing our story from the past and recognizing how God has always showed up in our story all the way through. Mm-hmm. And of course, that creates lack of fear about the future because we know God will be there with us at work as well. He always has been and he always will be. That's so good, Catherine. I'd love to know, how did you and Jay meet? And just a little bit about your story. Oh, yeah. We met at Stanford University in Birmingham, Alabama um, when we were 18. And we met and married and moved to California for just a crazy adventure and lived there. They have gone to Pepperdine Law School and we got pregnant and had the sweet baby James, who was six months old when I had the stroke. Pretty amazing. So I guess let's talk a little bit about your stroke. I know this, your latest book doesn't really focus on that, but for people who are right. not yeah. familiar with your story, let's, um, if you could just share a little bit about, about what happened, Catherine. Absolutely. Out of absolute nowhere, uh, no warning, no symptoms, nothing. I had a massive brain stem stroke mm. and nearly died from it and subsequently became severely disabled. Oh, my word. Did you have any warning or anything, or did you just wake up in intensive care? No, none whatsoever, actually. So, no, I, it was sudden and not collapsed, and... Eventually, everything went numb, and I began throwing up and had this massive rupture um, in my brain that caused the brainstem stroke. Wow. And you were how old at the time? I was 26 years old. God love you. So you, uh, I, I mean, your road back to where you are now I know a little bit about that journey, but uh, there was a time where you couldn't eat, and I'm assuming couldn't talk, right? Right, right. Yeah, no. I went almost 11 and a half months not eating orally. I was fed through a tube in my stomach, oh my God. and it would take 18 months before I could learn to walk again. Oh. And, um, yeah, it's um, very, very difficult. Even now, I use a wheelchair and a cane and really hobble around a bit. And, um, yeah, it's been 
been a very difficult journey. I'm still extremely disabled today. I cannot um, do most things normally. I can't even drive a car, actually. Mm. I'm very, very impaired even today. Mm. But that certainly hasn't slowed you down one bit. I think, if anything, it's probably just propelled you in a way that um, it really seems almost supernatural that you have the strength to do what you do. Oh, well, you're right. It is is a supernatural gift to be able to minister and to share my hope in Jesus. Mm. How long were you and Jay married when, when the stroke happened? Three years. So let's talk a little bit about him during that time of your initial recovery and what you learned about your husband. Oh my gosh, so many things. I learned that he was extremely just competent, caring caregiver, and he had incredible advocacy abilities and just just um just a deep wisdom and just Thing, how the ability to endure and persevere and stay is just incredible. Yeah. And I would think he really probably had to emotionally support you during that time just to, to make you believe that you could to get you to where you are today. Absolutely. Mm. Yes. As a couple, you've shared your journey of steadfast hope through your first book, and that was called Hope Heals, and you speak at events and online before millions. So you have a new book out that just released called Suffer Strong. In this book, you encourage others that, I love this line, suffering isn't the end of your story, it's the beginning of a new story. What prompted you to write this particular book, Catherine, and who do you hope reads Suffer Strong? Um, I think we wrote Suffer Strong very naturally out of a desire to continue sharing our journey. Hope Heals was really a memoir of what happened mm-hmm. to us when I had the stroke. And Suffer Strong is more the lessons learned. It's really like what now living a life with an extreme disability and life going on after the stroke. Mm -hmm. So who do you hope reads it? Because in reading the book, I thought the book was just absolutely fantastic and really applicable to everyone because at some point we, we all will have some type of suffering in our life. Absolutely. Well, that is exactly our hope is everyone would read it and everyone would read it because everyone suffers. It's not just extreme medical catastrophe. People mm-hmm. suffer terrible tragedies every day, all different kinds. And it's not unique to someone who has a stroke. It's definitely everyone in different ways every day. Yeah. So tell me what invisible wheelchairs mean. I thought that was such a cool way to look at that. Let's talk a little bit about what that is. Yeah, yeah. An invisible wheelchair is really an idea that my husband and I had about the value of recognizing that wheelchairs are not only on the outside, but they are, in fact, very much on the inside of all of us. And whether or not we recognize them, because they're easier to hide behind when they're not external, we all have issues in our own lives Mm -hmm. that are inside of us. It's 
different disabilities internally. That's right. I have been privileged to work with a lot of people who are working to overcome addiction and their brokenness. It, it's been my finding. I'm not a clinical person, but the, the addiction almost always stems from brokenness, but it's, you can't see it, right? So that's an, that's an example right, of an exactly. invisible wheelchair. I love that term. In your book, you shared more about your word of the year that you chose in 2008. That just gave me shivers when I read about it. Let's talk a little bit more about that, Catherine. Yeah, absolutely. Basically, the word I felt like the Lord laid on my heart in 2008 was more, Mm. that the Lord had more for me in um, that season. And of course, he had tremendously more, which was very different than what I thought it would be. Sure. So how long did it take for you to kind of remember that and bring that back into kind of the conversation of, of your new life? Actually, only a few months after I'd had the stroke. Mm-hmm. I think very early we were both aware that um, somehow God did, in fact, have more for us through the stroke and because of the stroke. So in figuring that together out as a couple, how how did you come to that conclusion? Because when I see you two, y'all operate as such a seamless team. I mean, it's really such a beautiful thing because... To me, it's much more than a married couple. How did you kind of start to to bridge that gap and begin to see that maybe this disability is a blessing? When when I had the stroke and life turned totally upside down for me, I think Terry and I both had a sense that God was doing something new in our story. And then only many years later did we begin to really understand that this was a profound opportunity to speak into the lives of other people's stories. Mm -hmm. And that our story and journey could serve as a guide to others on their journey and could encourage them in the hope and comfort that we receive through Jesus. It's just really so amazing that y'all ended up there together as a team. So I love the fact that you are bringing such hope to people with disabilities. Can you please share a story or two from people you've heard from who found inspiration from your brave and beautiful example? Oh, you are, you are so free to ask that. There are so, so many. It's hard to, it's hard to think any certain ones that stand out. Although, one is a sweet little girl who comes to our camp for families with disabilities that we now have. And she has CP and really wants to learn to stand up like Miss Catherine stands oh up. And gosh. that has been just such, such a blessing to hear um, how I'm inspiring her to watch you stand. Oh. And... Um, <laughs> I think of a man who emailed in a couple of years ago and said that his wife had just been diagnosed with ALS and that he knew, you know, they both knew what this season meant, that she was going to slowly, slowly decline on becoming disabled through the years and that it, you know, was tragically a death sentence in many ways. And how she had engaged our 
story and felt similarly to us that we feel like God chose us for this. And he has felt that that God chose him to be her husband in this time. And that really all this stuff with me. So that's content for your next book, for sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you have many of those. Yeah, oh, maybe so. Yeah. So speaking of Hope Heals Camp, tell me more about that because it sounds super amazing. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. It's really amazing. Hope Heals Camp is an incredible vacation life experience. Experience um, where families come totally for free to a week where they just celebrate when one member of the family, at least one, is disabled, but the entire family comes and there's this family camp where we just allow them to enjoy a summer camp like experience. Um, together and it's it's so beautiful I would encourage all of your listeners to come and volunteer it's just life-changing sounds so amazing now is that open to kids only with disabilities or is it anyone with a disability no not at all no 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 in fact almost 50% now and we love that is adults with disabilities who are just like me which is what's so unique, you know, in the world of summer camp for mm-hmm. disabled people, there is a plethora, and there should be, it's wonderful, a camp for children. Yeah. And yet, camping and camps really dry up when it comes to adults exactly. camping. Yeah. Um, and yet, plenty of disabled people are in a family system. They have kids, mm-hmm. and... They may be disabled, but they still have children that want to go to summer camp. So what's beautiful about Hotel Camp is that they can come. And in fact, they um, go to camp with their kids and can celebrate seeing other families with disability in their story at the same time. Mm. And they have a chance to connect in community together, which I'm sure is a, a beautiful part of that camp as well. Oh, it really is. And it's so powerful for them to see others who are, you know, living a different version of the same story in their life and to be encouraged. Mm. Well, I just love that. And what what a way to, to give back to others by, um, by establishing the camp. It sounds truly amazing. And people can, can sign up to volunteer and I'm sure donate. Yes, absolutely. HopeHillsCamp.org. We'd love that. Seriously, I would love to be a part of that as a volunteer someday. It sounds so, so amazing. Come on. We'd love it. Come on. Let's do it. I'll bring the mic, and I'm sure we can get all kinds of great stories of of hope. Yeah, totally. Oh, wow. So I'm interested in the book, and you would write a chapter, and then Jay would write a chapter. Did did y'all collaborate on who was writing what? How'd that kind of work? Yes, we did. We very much uh, made an outline and came back to it time and time and time again to decide who would write which story. Mm. Because I know it's going to make me cry to even think about it, but Jay's chapter, For Better, For Worse, 
chapter eight. I mean, that could be a book unto itself, don't you think? Just about the commitment of marriage. And um, I've heard he has to do your hair. Does does he have to help you with your hair? Yes. Jay, yes, does absolutely everything for me. So he does your hair and that story of him putting drops in your eyes every night. I thought that was just so tender and so poignant for him to use that as an example. Yes, he has put um, eye drops to moisturize my eyes that will not water on the sun post stroke every night for the past 12 years since the stroke. That is love in action. Oh, thank you. I, I agree. Absolutely. And one cool thing that people might know, you've had a another child since your stroke, your miracle Yes, baby. I have. How old is he now? Yes, he is four years old, four and a half, actually. John is his name, and he is just a wonderful, sweet blessing, and definitely a wild man, and it's been crazy, <laughs> but we are incredibly blessed to have him in our lives. Oh, Catherine and her boys. So sweet. So one last last question for you, then I'll let you get back to being a mama and a wife. So the word relevate relevate means to uplift or inspire. What words of advice do you have in closing about suffering strong for my listeners? Yeah, oh gosh. I think suffering strong. It's all about waking up to what is in your story and recognizing that for some reason, God has assigned it to you and it is to be stewarded well. And that very much may include suffering. And the huge part of suffering strong is recognizing everybody's suffering in some way. So we all have the opportunity to find strength in it and that isn't strength of our own but it's God's strength through our weaknesses and this recognizing that he made us for this that we can in fact handle all kinds of hardships because God has wired us with him in our hearts to do hard things in our stories so good Catherine I just admire you so much. You are strength and beauty and grace and dignity all rolled into one um, beautiful package. Oh, my goodness. You are so sweet. So sweet. Well, I mean it. And uh, you are inspiring a lot of us who are both disabled and who have those invisible wheelchairs, which is pretty much all of us. So I just thank you so much for for being here and, and Shining your light uh, on the Relevate podcast, Catherine. Thank you so much. And be Uh-oh, safe. Oh, well, what a gift it has been. I am so grateful. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. Hopefully social distancing will go away and I'll get to hug your neck one day soon. Oh, exactly, exactly. That would be wonderful. <laughs> okay, sister. Stay strong and be safe God and stay well. You. God thank bless you. you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Nobody plans or wants suffering to be a part of life. But when and if it comes, may we find comfort in knowing our Savior came down from heaven 
and experienced human suffering on a scale none of us could ever imagine. May we find hope in Jesus' words and his example, and in people like Catherine and Jay Wolf, who have found hope, joy, love, family, and faith in the midst and aftermath of extreme suffering. I loved their new book so much, Suffer Strong, and encourage you to pick up a copy. The time is exactly right for this type of book and the powerful and beautiful example this couple sets for us all. See the episode notes for ways to connect with Catherine and Jay. Y'all be safe out there. I'm Rena Olson, and this is Relevate.